Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Howdy, folks. Happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Uh, hey, just in time, perfectly, Act joins us. And Hello. we're doing the pre-show already live, Act. So we're Excellent. Gonna, we're going to coming here again from the rumor mill. Um, which is yep, uh, the mill back there. We're churning out the buyouts today. Yeah, there's this. So, do you let the horses out already for the day? Yeah, yeah, Is I it did. A nice day. Yeah. Okay. Horses are gone. Um, no, no, just, not gone. You let them out for the day, and then you bring them back later, right before. No, Sunday. I, I let them go. I I freed them to the world. But I um, I felt like you know it was time that they ride free. Well, I have the Rolling Stones Wild Wild um, Horses song going through my head right now. Well, yeah, there was a, and there was also, a, there was one that, there was one that I called Wildfire that I really Yeah, this isn't Chinkatee where they run wild. Just well, so you I, know. If, if you have 25 cents, you can buy a quarter horse. Yeah, um, there you go. Perfect. Wow. wow, we really have dwindled in. Wow. All right, let's get going. All right, moving um, on. Right. So, yeah, moving on. Uh, Kevin so will be joining us at some point. Okay. So, yeah. in Philadelphia, in the area, there is now Boogate. And okay. this all started in the Eagles game last week when I thought I heard booze when Carson Wentz didn't look so good, which was most of the game. But at one point in the game, <laughs> he didn't look good. And then he was getting off the field. There were booze. And there was discussion about this in my house because at first it was like, no, no, I don't know. And I'm like, no, it was. And so, yes, it was. So then now <laughs> it's become like a big investigation. Well, where did booze come from? Well, okay, so the first one is it didn't come from the NFL. Even though the NFL has deemed what they want as sounds, they don't control the sound. It didn't come from the Eagles because you would wonder why would the Eagles, you know, have their sound guy boo their own player in their stadium. So that didn't happen either. So then it comes down to Fox, and it seems like this guy Caputo, who's in charge of all the sounds at Fox, was even surprised. So now it seems like there was somebody who went rogue and hit the boo button during the game. And, of course, now it's probably somebody who's an Eagles fan or an Eagles hater, either way. And and now this has become a big thing where, like, radio stations are talking about it. The thing that makes me laugh the most is the inferiority complex <laughs> Philadelphia has about their teams because, again, they were like, well, we don't think the people at home should – should hear boos when the players can't hear them. I mean, that just makes the city look bad. But they all acknowledged that there would have been boos had there been a live crowd there. So now this is how you know we're in 2020 because Philadelphia is now complaining about the fake boos for their football team. Well, I, 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 have, I have an idea who it is. It's Gritty. Gritty is the one who did the is, – is the uh, – probably. I mean, I, I want to throw this out there, and I think that this – I hope – I pray the NHL is watching or or they've already thought about this, which I'm sure they have. We need to have booze when Gary Bettman presents the Stanley Cup <laughs> to the team. And, and if, they, if the NHL did that, I think what they, the, 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 good, the good vibes they would get from that – It would be great. And from Bettman himself, who just, you know, could take the joke. It's what everybody's be, grown accustomed to. It yeah. would be phenomenal. 
it would be phenomenal. Now, I, I, I have to, I have to give a provide an update on a pet peeve of mine during during the uh, you know, well, it was in it was. I'm worried about this, Mike. Go on. It was in like late June or July when uh, I received a, a charge of twenty dollars for the MLB at bat audio package. Uh, which I have subscribed to every year for the right. full 162 game season uh, to listen to Yankee broadcast because um, you know it's, it's tough to get the Yankee broadcast on the radio during the afternoon for afternoon games. Okay, so obviously the the MLB season was 60 games. They didn't refund any a penny. Of the of the 1999 that they charged. No, it's 1999. I'm not gonna. I'm not. Uh, you know, it's not gonna break me. But it was just the principle. They give you one third, basically, of of the season. You would think that they would charge you one third of what they charge for a regulation season. But no, okay. they didn't. Okay, I just move on. Well, a couple days ago, I go to listen to the Yankees game, who are playing in playing in Buffalo against the Blue Jays, and I get a little flag on my account saying. Uh, you are you. You either have to uh, uh, purchase two ninety nine per month for the playoffs. <laughs> nice. Or you know, so, and I'm like, okay, wait a second. <laughs> this, is, this is not even the end of the regular season. There were like five, there are five or six games to go, and they're and they cut me off at fifty four games, and now they expect me to pay three dollars a month. I will never. Pay for the radio broadcast for MLB. You can stick it. It is absolutely ridiculous. You heard it here. <laughs> it's, 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 it's unbelievable. No, it, it is. Uh, I mean, this, and I'm sure there's other ways of getting this, right? Like, yeah, um, you could go to radio.com and get some of the local no, no, broadcasts. No, they, 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 they black out any station that carries. The the the, the, the radio no, broadcast. not anymore. I think WFAN is broadcasting the yeah. Yankee games on radio.com now. Okay. Yeah, I don't think anything anymore. in New York I was said a little while ago that that's the case. So no, there's sure a service that. that we just provided to everybody. Okay. It. Okay. Uh, then I'll, I check, like it, I'll check that out because honestly, I, I get mad. I get I get the same kind of anger. Like I hate, I hate blackouts. The blackout thing in, in sports pisses me off no end. Like I had it happen to me this year. We're trying to watch the Phillies and it said. You can't watch the Phillies because they're a home game, and I'm like, well, I can't go to the Phillies game. So what is what's how is that? And I'm not. That's a, true for this season. They should have done away. I mean, with how could I possibly like? What do you think? I mean, I know the concept is I could buy a ticket, but I can't go to the game. So why would yeah. you black this out in my area? Exactly. Yeah, you will not get one red cent from me ever again. MLB, stick it. Let's start, should we? Until yeah. next I season. I think we should start. I got some other things to talk about. Besides Kevin, Kevin, Kevin is just mute. Kevin has not said a word yet. Well, Mike, yeah. you, don't have to, you don't have to listen to uh, you don't have to listen to John Sterling and Susan Waldman anymore. So, well, is that a gain I, or is that a gain or a detriment? No, I actually like listening to them to hear all the mistakes that they made. Like he said, Salem Field in Toronto instead of in all Boston. right. Let's move. I on. have a couple rumors for you guys. Let's get going. Here we go. Ready? Sorry, all right. Um, hello, hockey world. I'm checking the date. Hello, Hockey World. It's Friday, September 25th, 2020. I'm Michael Agello, and I'm pissed off. I'm not going to take it. And we made was probably the last weekend of the NHL playoffs. Russ Cohen from Sportsology. But the draft's coming. I'm Kevin Allen, and I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Eklund, coming to you, like I said before, from the rumor mill. The mill behind me is the churning them out. Um, and I'm going to keep doing that until someone enjoys the joke. 
Um, <laughs> You'll be waiting. You'll be buzz. waiting a long time. That's <laughs> the hockey buzz. Yes, on hockeybuzz.com. This is the podcast that comes every Monday through Friday in the afternoons to fill you in the comings and goings in the hockey world. And we already have. So that today is buyout day, kids. You know, woohoo! You know, buyouts. <laughs> that time that none of us have ever had the joy of experiencing, where someone gives you a ton of money to go sign someplace else to play. <laughs> I mean, who would? I mean, what? Who, who wouldn't want to experience this as, as a human being? I mean, that's never happened to me. Like, I'm going to give you a half of your contract now for the rest of your time. You can go sign with someone else to play for more money. Go for it. Um, someone, anyone to buy me out? Someone, anyone buy me out? Um, all right. Um, yes, but today's buyout day, and uh, already we have rumors flying in. Of course, we talked about Lundqvist. That's a good possibility. It sounds like. Um, but then, the, and the first um, big buyout that seems to be rumored around is Bobby Ryan today, um, who's been placed on waivers to be with the intention of buying him out. You have to say Cherry Hills, Bobby Ryan, or it's not. I know, Cherry Hills own Bobby Ryan, the only other person who's famous besides me in the hockey world from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Yeah. Um, all right, so, you know, so Kevin, later, you I, later, and I'll, later, and I, later, uh, later on, oh my God, later on Bobby Ryan and I will be sharing a pizza at Ponzio's um, or Pizza Town uh, and uh, talking about Pizza King is where Pizza he goes. King, he lives at Pizza King. I'm the Johnny's Pizza guy. We had this fight before. Um, all right. So uh, Vito's Pizza, actually, if you're from that area, is the best. Um, all right. So here we go. Talk to Kevin, please. Kevin, yeah, Kevin, works. Bobby Ryan's being bought out. Now, my thing about Bobby Ryan is his contract has really been like an albatross around his neck for a yeah. while, for a long yeah. time. I mean, you know, he's getting a lot of money, so we shouldn't call it. It's not the worst albatross. It's a pretty nice albatross. But still, it could he be? I mean, he's got some value out there, don't you think? Oh yeah, he'll find a home. Uh, yeah. Somebody will take a chance on him, but you know, not for very much money, obviously. Yeah. And um, you know, I mean, this, like, you know, in the real world, uh, usually when you get, uh, you know, kind of a buyout, it's it's a negative thing. But in the real hockey world, it's not the end of the world for the player unless, not right? You know, because generally they recoup uh, what yeah. they lost. Sometimes they do even better. Um, yeah. r- rarely do they lose. Um, yeah, um, you know, yeah, I mean, they end up, uh, and you know, the reasons for them buying out are, are not always necessarily about uh, performance, although most of the time it's certainly uh, intertwined in it. But mm-hmm. you know, it, it has to do with the salary cap and everything else. But in Bobby's case, you know, they weren't really getting, um, you know, their money's worth out of it. So, but I, you know, you look at the teams, like let's just say Arizona continues down the path of cutting 15 million and they go to Bobby Ryan and said, you know, we need goals. You know, can we sign you for 800,000? Uh, you know, you know, he can end up there or with a team that's, uh, you know, just looking to add a few goals with the hope, hope that he can sort of uh, recapture the magic that he's had in the past. I mean, he does tend to be like a half a point a game player in his career, you know, like he's yeah. going to, and you know, and maybe more than that at times, even last year. I mean, I mean, last year was obviously a rough year for him. We all know the issue that went on there. Um, I mean, the speed's still there. And, of course, the yeah. obvious first team that will get mentioned will be the Flyers. And they could afford him at that rate. And the question now is, Bobby Ryan, we're going to find out if he's a man of his word because he told me he hates humidity. And we will find out now if he's going to play <laughs> for an East Coast team that has humidity. That's what we're going to – to me, that's the biggest burning question I have for him. The, 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 the consistent- well, you know, we all know humidity comes from Washington, D.C. and radiates, radiates out from there. And I don't mean that because of the politics, but honestly, Washington, D.C. and Kevin, you've lived there before, is one of the most humid oh, yeah. on the planet. Um, and, you know, so we have some humidity here in Pennsylvania, of course, because if we get, you know, but um, – well, I I the, the most humid place on the planet, though, is New York City in the summer. 
Yes. Like with the buildings there, you're walking yeah. around there like it is just always human. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I, you know, I don't know what it is, but the subway stations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be coming up through the ground, but um, I think that this, I think Bobby in the past has, you know, I've talked to him a lot about this in the past, and he has. There's been moments when he's definitely has wanted to play here. There's no question about it. Like he is, he has been excited about the possibility. Whenever his name came up in rumors, I would hear from him about it. You know, do you think Philadelphia's got to do that kind of thing? I think he would like to come here. So whether or not. I mean, you know, he's a he's you know this team sees him as a good option. I think they should. I think they should give it a shot. I really do. I, I think it, they're looking for more scoring. He's going to be cheap. I think that you know he's got a love of the area, and this is this is you know a dream place for him to play. It could turn out to be something positive. Well, the ironic the ironic thing here is is that most teams that are going to be exercising buyouts are going to be doing it to open up cap space. Ottawa, on the other hand, they have $40 million in capital. <laughs> so that was not the motivation. The motivation here was to save the $3.6 million that they don't have to pay, pay Ryan uh, over the next two years. They spread out the cap hit over four years. And Eugene Melnick, who obviously we know has financial issues. I mean, he's got so many restricted free agents and so many players who are up for arbitration that that $3.6 million can be applied to somebody like, like Connor Brown on a new deal. So that's the reason why they did it. Uh, yeah. But they're, you know, they're going to have an issue, though, because, I mean, they, I believe they're like $15 million now under the cap floor. So I don't know if that means Pierre Dorian is going to go out and sign free agents or they're going to go out and trade for Marion Hosa to, to have the cap hit to get to get back to the cap floor because I don't think they really want to add a lot of money. Hosa back to Ottawa, that would be kind of a fun ending. <laughs> Isn't that where he started, right? I mean, yes, yeah. at the beginning. That's pretty cool. I like that. Um, uh, yeah, I think um, the other, so another other players out there right now um, that are being rumored, uh, Corey Schneider, is is uh, going to be bought out? They they did try to trade him. I was told yesterday they've been trying to move him around, but of course he would know, be hard to move at this point. It's hard yeah, to there's it. too many goalies available. There are too many goalies, and we're going to get into that later because we're going to have a fun little thing about that. Um, but also the um, the other name and Lundqvist. We talked about that. Another name I just heard though recently was um, was was Wenberg in um, in in yes. Columbus. Yeah, and uh, this seems like a, a good possibility as well. And there's another player that I think will find a place to play, like if he's bought out. Like I think, yes, but but there's a there's a special circumstance with Wenberg because he's 25 years old, and with a buyout, the buyout is only one third of the yeah. Buyout. So it would be beneficial. I, I believe the cap hit on him. This was similar to Cody Hodge. Eight hundred thousand, I think it is. Yeah, it's a pretty low cap hit. Less than a million dollars a year for like the for like six years, but that's really inconsequential if they can get out. Of, I mean, he's had three bad years in a row, so it's. But but act, no, I mean uh, Carl Alsner in Montreal, mm -hmm. uh, John Moore in uh, Boston, uh, mm -hmm. Carter Hutton in Buffalo, maybe Darren, maybe Darren Helm. I don't, I don't know, uh, Kevin. I mean, there there are three or four guys that if I was Iserman and I had unlimited, you know, the the complete say so to do it that I would buy out an abdicator or I buy out a helm. But the thing is that they would then have to find somebody to play in those positions. So why would they buy them out? Why don't you just let them play out their contracts? What do you think that Detroit does? Yeah, I, I don't think they will buy out the players. Um, you know, I, I could be wrong on that, but, you know, it's hard to tell because Eisenman plays everything so close to the vest. But yeah. uh, Helm, I don't think they would consider that. Actually played pretty well last season. And you can't have a team, as we all know, Full of players who are 23 and under and sure. you have very little experience. So having a guy like Helm around who isn't as fast as he once was, but is still, you know, pretty quick, can still play the uh, up tempo style that they want to play. 
I wouldn't see that. I, you know, advocators probably, uh, and, and Nielsen are the two that, you know, I think the fan base would love to see. Um, but I know Eisman hasn't really shown that he's going to do that, but you know, you can't be shocked with anything Steve does. Uh, and, so. there's, and there's no benefit in buying out Nielsen in, in Detroit or, or, or Louis Erickson in Vancouver or Lucic because all the contract is signing bonus. It kills. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you know, Nielsen, like they can't figure out what happened to Nielsen. Nielsen, when he was yeah. with the Islanders, was a really effective player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he came to Detroit and just has never been that player. Like you can see at times that they had the instincts that made him, you know, a terrific penalty killer and all that. Uh, like he was a, a, a you know, uh, when they signed him, they were really excited about it. And he just hasn't been that. And I think always in the back of everyone's mind, they're going to say all of a sudden he's going to revert to that player. But I think it's too late. Uh, well, for that, I think he's yeah. moved, uh, um, you know, beyond that. So, but uh, abdicator—that's another mystery too. When he was young, everybody thought he was going to be just a terrific player, and he's not only um, uh, not playing at his best level, but he's actually regressed. Yeah, act the other name out there that I've seen from a, a few people that I—it'd I, be a little surprising—is Oli Mata with with uh, Chicago. Um, you know, I mean, if he's, I mean, he three, two, three years ago, I thought he was a, a at least a pretty decent defenseman. Yeah. And then, then he went to Chicago and I, I don't know if he's fallen out of favor. I mean, to me, they've got, if you're talking about bad defensive contracts, Connor Murphy is much worse than Olimata. Uh, but, uh, that his name has been out there and I, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but it, it would be, it would be interesting if he gets bought out and then is on the open market. Cause I think there are a couple teams out there. That I mean, would, teams that would will get him, but. He's yeah. not. He's not going to get more than a two-year deal, and it won't be for a lot of money. No, no. But but as a, that, that's the one thing a about third-pair defenseman. He's not bad. He's just not a four million dollar year right. defenseman. Look, Pittsburgh took a chance on him with signing him because he had suffered all those injuries, right? Um, unfortunately, and then he had that playoff run where it looked like he finally started to turn the corner back to where we saw earlier in his career, and then now he's seen what's happened ever since, especially since he's gone to Chicago. But Eck, you referenced it off the top here when we're talking about like these players getting bought out, getting two thirds of their money, and then going someplace else. You have two examples on the Dallas Stars right now, and, yeah. and one and one on one on Tampa, or actually two on Tampa, Bogosian and Shattenkirk. But but Sekera and Perry, who both got bought out, oh, uh, got bought out, yeah, yeah, Sekera from Edmonton, Perry from Anaheim. They both took. $1.5 million one-year deals with bonuses on it, and they're in the Stanley Cup final. So Bobby Ryan and anybody else who's get, who gets bought out, they're probably going to be willing to take significantly less to find a job next year and maybe a situation that will be better for them. I mean, I've been through, I'm going through my stuff and trying to make sense of all this, right? And I have I'm, I have like 68 players on the rumor chart right now. When I have to put the buyout guys in there, that could be easily up to 100, I think. And the way this all plays out, it's like, how the hell are 100 players going to find places to play between now and, you know. I mean, it depends or, on their salaries. Like, if the Flyers buy out JVR, someone's going to sign JVR. I mean, that's that's obvious. Yeah, I mean, uh, just the, the, interesting, the interesting part is also this, you remember, we have now gotten rid of our quote-unquote tacit negotiating period. So in the past, you'd have four or five days right. where guys could talk with teams and, and get gauge interest. That's a question I have, Jan, for this, and this is interesting. You, I'm glad you brought that up. Kevin, I want to know if you know the answer because I could not find it. I was trying to find it desperately before this because I didn't want to sound stupid. But I'm going to sound stupid now. I'm going to ask you. Um, when a person is bought out, do they still have to wait to, till, till October 9th to sign? I mean, they're not technically on a team. I think they do. 
Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know that anyone's ever brought it up to, to me before. I mean, think about it, right? Like, the only reason they can't sign usually before the signing period is because you're still property of that team. I guess it would depend on this new amended CBA. Like, you'd have yeah. to pour through that and see. But yeah. the, they're not. They're not. A, they're not a prototypical unrestricted free agent because those right. contracts end at the yeah. end. Yeah. Of the calendar. Right. I mean, someone in the chat room says they can sign immediately. I just haven't. I, yeah. I would think that's actually true, but I can't figure. I, I don't I mean, know. If that's with the current well, CBA though. That's the whole thing. Well, that's maybe, thing. And, this, and this year's is different too. I mean, everything's well, different. Maybe, maybe the Bogosian situation, even though it was before the deadline, is an indicator that he got the contract terminated and he signed immediately before the deadline with Tampa. So. Right. He was a free, you know, his contract was terminated. He was a, he was on unconditional waivers. Everything was gone, yeah. and then he signed immediately. So I would think Ryan could sign tomorrow. Once yeah, that, that makes. Now that you say that, that makes sense too. All right, so if they can sign tomorrow, okay, mm -hmm. the goalie's being bought out now. I gotta have a nice advantage. Like there's a there's an, there's an advantage to some of these guys. Like you know, so over, over if we're looking at the goalie market, right? Like right. you agree, Governor? I, I don't know though. Are you if you're looking at goalies and everybody, you know, there's so many goalies available and they're all going to be A, B, C plans. Like, are you going to sign Lundqvist right away? Or are you going to wait and see, you know, what's going right. on with the other guys? Like, I, I think the people, teams will still wait. They might the advantage of being able to Lundqvist, being able to find out what the hell's going on out there and talk to people freely is different. Like that's like, he can go around and say, you know, like, I mean, I think that's a huge advantage if, with, with all the goalies that are out there right now. If I could, if I have the option to, be able to actually talk to people before October yeah. 9th. Let me ask you this though: in the yeah. in the real world, not the world where where it's governed by the rules of the CBA, but in the real world mm -hmm. where people kind of always know kind of what's happening. Don't you think Lundqvist already knows what his value is out there and how many teams? Yeah, are that I yeah, yeah. I, I think that's true. Okay, yeah, I, I just think they talk and you know. So There's I, enough Swedes on other teams that he gets the, all the information he wants. Thanks well, to Randy and Funky in the chat room and everything for bringing up the. Well, I mean, that's the reason. Also, I said is is this removal of this negotiating period is just a fallacy, right? We know conversations are going on. Yeah, you just made it legal before in the past, which just made it look more palatable when everybody signed on July first, shortly after twelve o'clock. Why yeah. bother getting rid of that period? You know, now you just basically make sure everybody this, goes this to the like table that. as yeah. opposed yeah. to above the table. And it specific, specifically for Lundquist, his agent is Don Meehan. There's nobody more tied in in the entire league than Don Meehan. If you don't think he's already floated it out there to general managers, like an oh by the way, well if a guy who's 38 years old is 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 a free agent, what would you conceivably pay pay him on a one year deal? Of course he has. Yeah, yeah of course. But in essence, doesn't the UFA signing period start tomorrow? Because in my opinion, it kind of does. Like for those buyout players, for those yeah. buyout players, it does. And if we have enough players bought out today, like we could have at least. Well, today is it's and over. Today's day one. It's a two week period, so we may not get a bunch. It's a two week of period, period, right? So, and, and you know, obviously, you're looking at like Dallas and Tampa. They can't buy anybody out right now, where they wouldn't right. because you know they're still playing. Right. But they have they have guys they probably both will buy out. So I've been sold. So there's different situations here. You know, you hey, you won the Stanley Cup. You've been bought out. <laughs> Actually, um, for for Dallas, I think the one that they would probably buy out is Cogliano. Uh, he's got a year left at a little over three million dollars, and he did not have a good year. I mean, he may, he, you know, he might retire. I don't know. I don't know how how you know how much playoff. Do you think? I thought he he's, been, good. he's been okay. He remember he 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 was taken out of the lineup in the in the Colorado series for Kevin Ranta, and he only came back in when Fox got hurt. So he's, he's basically, he's basically he was the 13th forward for that. He was taken out because he was hurt, though. 
I mean, he could be from what I was told. He was he was healthy the next game, and they kept Kiviranta. They kept him out because well, Kiviranta had that unbelievable game. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I just I think that that's going to be an interesting twist as, as to help things play out over the next couple of days. Uh, a lot of people in the chat room, Kevin, want to know your opinion on this Pittsburgh um, Florida deal. Well, I, I thought it was a good trade for uh, uh, Florida right off the bat. Like if I if you you know if you said who won it, I I'd go with them mm -hmm. um, because. Uh, you know, Hornquist can still play, right. um, yeah. and he's a great character guy. And I think everyone believes that we need to change the culture in 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 Florida. Yeah, um, I think he'll help with that. He's always a very popular guy in the room. Um, and they needed to get rid of Matheson because he wasn't Quinville's guy. And when right. you are not Quinville's guy, you <laughs> don't play and you sit. And even if uh, the new general manager Bill Zito loved Matheson, yeah. he would still sit. Yeah, uh, right. you know, that's that's the way that uh, Quinville works. He's earned that uh, kind of autonomy. Uh, he probably has, uh, you know, more than most coaches get. Uh, and so, you know, they needed to move him. He had a contract that was a little difficult to swallow and uh, Pittsburgh took it. But from Pittsburgh's perspective, here's what I would say about that. You know, I think they, you know, sort of see this like they saw with Schultz when they got him. You know, mm -hmm. Schultz, uh, people had sort of given up on him. He's not the player we thought. He got to right. Pittsburgh. He played with great players, and suddenly he was a valuable player. Now, at the end, he was less valuable. But for a while, the, the Penguins were very happy with what they got out of Schultz. And I think they see Matheson as that kind of guy. You know, he can skate. Mm -hmm. He can play in an offensive thing. Like, all of his goals, except one, I think, were at even strength last year. because They he were, yeah. He doesn't score power play goals. Well, he, he didn't get all that much power play time, you know. Like well, in his that, career he did. He just didn't yeah. last year. No, he didn't last year. So, um, you know, I think he's, uh, I, you know, I think he might fit. Now, you know, the length of the contract, that's going to irritate the fan base, just like Jack Johnson's did. Um, but that, but that's how I see it. Like, I, I, I see it from both perspectives, but I'd like it a little bit more from uh, – of Florida's perspective, just because I like Hornquist so much, and I think they got rid of a problem. Um, yeah, yeah I like it. I like it for Florida more too because I don't think Matheson's even close offensively to to Schultz. I just never have. Now we'll see what happens when he plays with these better players, but he's still going to be bad on defense. And at least Schultz did get better in his own end. Matheson's not good in his own end. So I think all they did was they got Olimata too. And I think he's gonna he's gonna be exactly what Olimata was, which is after a while why they got tired of him. But oh well, I think it's a home run for Zito because Matheson's contract was backloaded the last three years has signing bonus. So down the line, if he doesn't play any better than he did with Florida, it's almost buyout proof, or it's gonna make it painful to buy out. And as you as you said, Kev, I think. Hornquist is a, is a good veteran player that sort of promotes the esprit de corps of, the, of a team. But if he falls off, he's 34 right now. If he falls off, his contract is all salary. Buyout-wise, if, if he lasts a year or if he lasts two years, it won't kill Florida if they have to buy him out of the final year or if he, or if he retires. Whereas Matheson, he was not working out with Quenville. He probably wasn't going to play. That was a boat anchor of a contract for them. So, I mean, I think Zito did a great job. One of the more interesting things that I've – one of the more interesting uh, quotes came out yesterday from Darren Dreger. Um, 
And I'm not going to say that this was like something that he was like, someone said, would you mind saying this? But it feels like someone said, would you mind saying this? <laughs> it's like, it's like, there's so much news out there and you don't know what's, uh, you know, sometimes you want to get, get it out there that the player's available or this is not happening, that kind of thing. Right. And no one, no one was picking up on this. And Drager was asked about um, Patrick Line yeah. um, and the Winnipeg Jets. And he basically said that they are very serious about trading Patrick Line and that they're listening to teams. Um, well, which Drager was responding to Frank Cervelli's trade bait list on TSN where Lion A was on like the second or third guy on the list and basically echoed that availability and said that, yes, there is a lot of chatter about Lion A. So I don't know if he brought it up independently. To me, when I, yeah, that's interesting. It might be defending the room, the chart or whatever they have. But um, I, I don't, I, to me, knowing Kevin Shadow is one of the guys that I, feel like I know pretty well, even though he, I knew him better before he was a general manager, I think, which is every reporter would say. <laughs> so, um, but they, um, but he is also not the kind of guy who is really, um, this is not in Chevaldeev's playbook to be moving Patrick Line. Do you think so? No, Kevin? but I mean, if ownership is telling him he has to, then he has to. Like if that, if it's a situation where they know they don't want to pay the money because their revenue is not coming in, then they're going to have to do it. Let me read you the quote from Gregor, and then I want Kevin to respond. So they say, um, not that I don't like your response, Russ. It was really That's okay. Right? That sounded obnoxious. Way I said. <laughs> um, but no, I'm going to read the quote, and then we're going to go from there. Okay, so the Winnipeg Jets know what their needs are. They need a number two center, and they're and and they need to bolster their top four in the blue line. And Kevin Shane, Jeff Deyev, the general manager, they can't solely rely on free agency. What's curious about this, though, is that there hasn't been a lot of action around Patrick Line. I mean, the National Hockey League can recognize that he's a star winger, so many clubs don't believe he's available, or they're concerned about the economics moving forward, as well as the extension or what arbitration case Patrick Line might look like after next season. But the, the little line in there that they don't realize he's available is what kind of caught me a little bit. Um, but Kevin, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I think what's holding us back is uh, his wants moving yeah. forward for a contract. I, uh, I I think people are well aware that he's available, um, mm -hmm. but I've spoken to two general managers who had interest in him, but now because of what they think uh, uh, he's going to want, they, they just don't think it will fit, uh, especially mm -hmm. now in a flat cap right. you know, situation for them. So I think that's what's holding him back. I mean, um, you know, who wouldn't want line A uh, you know, on your wing if you're looking for a scoring winger? He's, he's got, you know, everybody knows his strengths and weaknesses. But, you know, if he's going to want, uh, you know, nine and a half million dollars or whatever it is that he wants, I don't know what he wants. But, uh, yeah. um, you know, it, it's just hard to fit that in. Well, yeah. I have a scenario. Teams I heard before, and I mentioned it before, we talked about it on here too, and that were interested in him, you know, that, that I could see in the past. Now, I haven't heard much about interest recently, but we're, you know, um, I heard the Islanders were interested in him in the past. And now that, you know, they maybe that would have to do with what happens with Matthew Barzell, I'm sure, and how they get him tied in. Um, now, LeBron says, you know, that the, that the Columbus Blue Jackets could be. Um, I, I don't, you know, I don't know if that's just the Yarmo Kukalainen thing or not with the finish winger, but, but I don't think that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me necessarily. It, on, makes, uh, a lot of, it makes a lot of sense. The way Columbus does things, though, necessarily. No, it makes a lot of sense in the sense that Columbus has got a lot of cap room and they need scoring. Sure. But in terms of what Winnipeg would be looking for in a trade coming back, they, they're not trading Warinsky, they're not trading Seth Jones, and they don't have a center worthy of being in, involved in that deal past Pat Pierre-Luc Dubois. So the fit's right. not there. Well, right. here, here's a team, okay? So what if 
the Arizona Coyotes, because they're looking to get rid of money, trade OEL and a center of theirs, some center. Step on. For, yeah, step on for line A. And again, Winnipeg could buy out little so they could easily fit in OEL. And they don't have he's on LTIR. Okay, so they can't do that, but they'll do something else. They could fit him in where they're not overspending too much. Now, right. it will be up to Arizona whether they re-sign Line A or, or don't, but they saved the money this year, and if they lose Taylor Hall, at least they keep goal scoring. Like, it, it sort of could work. Well, yeah. act, the issue the issue with Winnipeg here is they're paying Wheeler eight and a quarter. They're paying right. Kyle Connor 7.1. They're paying Ehler six. Those are three wingers who are your top three of your top four uh, forwards, sure. And three of your top four yeah. salaries. So, I mean, line A, if he's asking for nine million, like like Kevin was referencing, you know, they can't afford that because they have five or six other holes that they have to fill. So, I mean, I mean, you don't want to give him up, but I think if you get a couple retainable young players for as a defenseman and as a forward, it makes sense for Shevel Day off to do that. They got to get, get. They got to get a center, though. That's the yeah, center, problem. yeah. Like what Russ is saying makes there's a lot of logic to it, but it doesn't help them at center. And well, no, right. step on the center, he'd be in that deal. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah he's but the he's, he's too slow for that system, in my opinion. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah that you got to get a center. Like one yeah. of the, the the objectives to training Liney is to fill another hole that you have. Right. That's one of the one of the reported teams that was interested was Carolina, and I was I was just spitballing with the, with the guys here on our group text about like what it would take from Carolina and a young center who was retainable would be a Martin like a Martin Neckish, but Carolina doesn't want to give up Martin Neckish. He could be their number two center for the next decade. Yeah. So well, not only that, they don't want to pay a guy nine million dollars. What about Colorado? I mean, Colorado. <laughs> could give up Kadri and they could give up Connor Timmons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not totally, um, but, but who becomes but, your second line center there though. Yeah. I will move up Comfort. I don't care. Comfort uh, can play second line center, but everybody. Right. Listen, though. Eric Stepan played first line center, Jan, and he wasn't a first line center. Well, well, I mean, I mean, why would Colorado do that when they can just go out and sign Taylor Hall? And not give they could, but maybe, you know, but again, this way, they can line is a little more controllable than Taylor Hall, or they're just running them. I mean, I think that, I mean, obviously, Line and Hall are very different players, but they're but they are both wingers, so it does make sense. Like so you're saying, I mean, I think that I, I just Shevel Dave has been very conservative in all he's ever done. You know, I think. Do you agree with that? Does I mean, I think he's been yeah, very, he had, but this time it seems like his hand is forced. So I think again, Mike and I were talking about this off air. Because they're not able to attract free agents there, Chevrolet Dayoff has had to trade picks to get players because that's been the only way to get players there. And when yeah. players have a chance to get out, they get out. Most of them don't stay. And so yeah. that is, you know, so now this is going to exacerbate that. That's yeah, true. Let, let me ask you this mm -hmm. uh, sort of as a broad question for free agency. Free agency. We know – Petrangelo is going to get paid big bucks. He's going to probably get seven or eight years, no matter where he goes. Maybe the same with Krug, probably the same with Taylor Hall. But do you think because the revenues are lower and teams are going to have internal budgets that a lot of these free agents are going to be willing to take one or two year contracts? Because I, I don't think, know. I think, I think they're going to have to. I don't think they're, you know, 
I don't think they're going to have any options because uh, there's so many teams. Uh, I thought uh, Frank Cerebelli had a good article where he, you know, kind of showed where all the cap situations were. And if you look at where they were, I mean, there's a, a third of the league that's in cap hell, as he right. referred to. And mm -hmm. then, you know, there's that middle ground teams, but they're not, you know, those middle ground teams are not going right. to all uh, run out and sign, right. you know, 10 free agents each. Right, and and you know we still got to deal with the, the teams that are in Capel who are going to be trying to trade players. Yeah, so sure. I I think you're going to end up with a lot of players who are going to end up having to take a lot less than they ever thought possible. And, and you know this is a lot of this is pandemic related, but some of it is just the evolution of the and the maturity of the cap. And we were you know we were heading toward this point at some point anyway. Yeah, three right. three. Three of the four teams that have the most cap room in the NHL, New Jersey, Ottawa, and Detroit, will get nowhere, and Bobby could say Buffalo too, will get nowhere close to 81.5. But their their internal budgets are not even I, – I, I would bet that none of them are going to get anywhere close to $70 million. They'll get, they'll yeah, get over – New Jersey's not going to spend a lot of extra money either. Well, and, and I think Eisenman wants to keep money in reserve so right. that you know maybe the following summer – when he's got a decent team in his mind, he can right. go out and attract a free agent. Right. Yeah, no, I think these. I think these yeah, are. Detroit great can definitely attract free agents. Uh, no, I, I, they, they can, and, and they, you know they have they have you know obviously it's a great tradition there, great building, you know, great fans. It's they're they're an attractive team once, and they you feel you have a feeling that they're going to turn things around. I mean, obviously this was an epically awful season for Detroit. But, you know, and it would have been nice if they could have gotten Lafreniere in there for sure. <laughs> that would have helped. But, um, you know, that didn't wasn't necessarily the way things were going to go, right? So um, you did a great article on Hockey Buzz about goalies, Kevin. I wanted to get into that article a little bit because you said that half the teams in the NHL are looking for goalies. Yeah, well, it's true. I mean, I did went basically went around and started talking to people and asked yeah. them what's going on. And uh uh, I discovered that uh, half, half the teams um, <laughs> are either looking for a primary goalie or the, a 1B type goalie. Yeah. In other words, the goalie who's going to come in and may challenge 1A or may end up being in a backup role as well. And I don't think, uh, you know, there's no statistics, but I don't know that there's ever been this many goalies available at a time when so many teams are actually looking to make uh, changes in their their goaltending, yeah. And, um, you know, I as one of the general managers said to me, usually he said you have a plan A and a plan B. He says we have a plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D, <laughs> and plan E. So and uh, like you know, he said, and you know, you like to use the uh, you know the dominoes, but the yeah. dominoes here, um, you know, it, it's it's all going to be like you know, let's let's take a team like Edmonton. Like right. they can go all out and get a guy, a, a free agent like Braden Holpe, who I don't think is going to command the price that others do. Right. Um, yeah. I think you're going to be able to get him on a shorter term deal. Uh, and I don't think you're going to have to break the, break the bank to get him. You know, he hasn't played well. There are yeah. a lot of goalies available. So maybe they'll look at Braden Holpe. Right. But also in the mix could uh, could be Peter Morazic, who Holland knows from I the Detroit it. days. Yeah. Now, you know, now is that a uh, uh, a lesser option? Yeah, probably. But, you know, they you know, they want to just change up their goaltending a little bit. Right. Um, and so maybe that's the way they go. Maybe Lundqvist is their guy on a one-year deal. Right. You know? what, so it, it, it's all going to sort of depend. Like once one goalie signs that, you know, okay, 
then you know maybe someone else will grab so and so because they had um, you know that guy is their number one and they'll go to their B. And yeah, that's all. my feeling is Markstrom's the top of this domino thing. Like Markstrom in, in Vancouver is the top of it, and um, well, yeah, well, that's going to end soon. <laughs> well, Leonard, Leonard is if, but unless Leonard's contract, that that rumor of the contract is not. I true. think that that's yeah. I think he's staying yeah, there. If it is true, then then he's off the market. I, I, let me bring this up though, and I didn't have this in the story because this just broke. You know, he's told the Athletic uh, that he now thinks maybe he'll just stay in in Vegas, regardless of what's going to happen. And hope, and hope for the best. Now, is but, that is that really the strategy, or is the strategy to say, "Hey, look, I'm going to stay here. If you're going to sign Leonard, then you're going to have 13 million dollars or right. in goalies. Uh, it must be 12 million. How much is he? Seven yeah, million. He's, he's seven and yeah. Leonard five. So 12 million. So 12 million in goalies. Uh, I'll just stay here. I'm not going to want to go anywhere. And uh, then. Uh, uh, you know, you won't be able to go after a period. This is Alan Walsh working in reverse. Right. This thing, which is really fascinating is what I heard today, which plays into this even more, makes more sense, Kevin, than, than, than ever before. Having heard you say that is that, that Flurry is a possible buyout candidate, which I was really shocked at because I'm looking at why would they, first of all, you would think they could trade Flurry, right? He seems tradable. Um, but at the same time, is Flurry pushing their is is Flurry forcing their hand into a buyout? Like, is he taking is he taking him there in that direction by saying? I don't something? think they're going to buy him out. No, but if they, if they he, don't have he, to, he's buy just going to stay. No, but I, what do they really gain? Because they're you know, in order to trade them, they'd have to uh, uh, take some of the cap space anyway. Right. I mean, the the, the buyout for Flurry, uh, they would save four and a half million this year, four million next year. And then a two million dollar cap hit the two following years. So I mean, it would open up, and it would almost open up enough cap space to accommodate the the Leonard, the new Leonard contract. So if 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 that was the way, I mean, you could get value for him if you retained, I would say, two million dollars off of the contract, and then it would right. cut the, the Which cap. Which might as well get something for Florida. Are you sure that you can get value for him though? Because I've been, oh, I think so. I've been surprised at how. Much his good in this year's playoffs, he's gonna have value. I know. I mean, I, I thought he should have played more in this year's playoffs, but I've been talking to well, people. I got you got to define value before I'll agree with okay. That. I mean, value, I think you can get a second round pick for Marc Andre Fleury. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not, I'm not arguing that. I thought you were, right, talking. That's, yeah, that's, 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 that's not what I'm thinking. Right. Is value. But, but it's oh, I would rather have the second round pick, I would rather have a second round pick than buy him out for four million dollars yeah. space. But right. doesn't he have to be trading a year the next two seasons? Right, he'd be a there's a bunch of teams that would. Okay, I does think he has no movement clause. I'm asking that question. Uh, yes, he does. He, he does. He does. So therefore, he can give them a list. Yeah, he can give them a list, and there, and therefore, you know, so then that limits again to what you can get for him, and then therefore, it might come down to if no one's on his list. Well, he has a he has a modified no trade. He has right. a ten, he has a ten team no trade list, so he right. can partially. Uh, uh, control where he wants to go, but if he, he if he forces him into a buyout situation, then he's his he he can go to any one of the thirty teams. So he's, right, and if he does, and fine. would you not put it past Alan Walsh to have on that list? Um, I wouldn't put anything say, past Alan Walsh. Let's see on that list. Who am I, I'm going to put on that list? I'm going to have um, you know uh, the best goalie. All you know, the ten teams with the best goalies in the NHL are on his trade list. Those are the teams you'll go to. 
<laughs> like to the point where those teams would never They'll trade for best way around those around, way around those lists with goalies. Those goalies. Some one person said to me, "You never give a no. You never give a limited no trade to a goalie because it's like it's pointless because they can sit there and tell you teams Buffalo, that would should be Buffalo, Edmonton, Winnipeg, and seven teams of the best goalies." Right. Right, something like that, you know. So find no, the but, but the idea is that there are teams that even though they have a goalie, would upgrade to Flurry if they had the chance. Right, but okay, Russ. Oh, okay. Carolina would. Carolina would. Carolina the team I'm thinking of right now would be the team that would make the biggest. Yeah, but maybe Carolina yeah. wants to get somebody else. Maybe Carolina wants Toronto, to get Toronto. Toronto wouldn't because even with the retain a retaining of two million dollars, Flurry's the same salary as Frederick Anderson. The Leafs, if they're if they're if they're moving out, like if they're going to trade Anderson, or if, if that's still in Kyle Dubas's mind, he's looking for a better goaltender at a cheaper price. Wait, and so you're telling me Anderson's better than Mark Andre Flurry? No, I'm saying Mark Andre. Flurry's got two years left, and they would. So it, what? It, if he's the better goalie, you got a better chance to win the cup. Uh, Russ, they're looking to save money on their goaltending. They're looking oh. to upgrade and save money, and they It'll think that's bless you, everyone who was out there. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, what are your thoughts, Kev? Um, could this happen? Uh, could could there be a buyout? I, yeah, no, be, I don't. I don't think so. No, uh, I, I I would be shocked. Um, um, but you know, I. <laughs> We've seen strange things. I mean, I mean, it feels like it feels like there's a path where you could force it to happen to me. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, it, it does seem like there, there's some cat and mouse going on here. So I agree yeah. with you. So, and this is 2020. So, right. <laughs> you know, like good, goodness, like anything uh, could happen. I the one thing that worries me a little bit, and I almost hate to have these words spill out of my mouth because I'm such a Mark Andre Fleury fan. Yeah. But, all of us here on this panel know that Flurry didn't play as well as he has in the past. Right. And uh, I think that's why we're in this situation. Exactly. That's why Vegas decided to go with Robin Leonard. They were closest to him and they got worried this based on the, what they saw. Now, you know, I still, I'm with Russ. I think he has some value. I think uh, people believe in him. They also love the fact that he's a great teammate. He's a yeah. great player. He's popular. Um, people love him. Uh, you know, everything about him. So, you know, I, I'd certainly be willing to take a chance, but you know, it's, it's a little bit concerning to you that if, you know, if you watched a lot of his games and um, you know, he was still a credible goalie, but you know, he wasn't flurry that we saw in his first seasons with, uh, with Vegas. So he, he just, he just can't be forced to play 60 games every year. If he, if he goes someplace where yeah. he plays 40, 45 games, and then he's the guy in the playoffs, then I think he's still a top echelon goalie. Uh, Kev, I wanted to ask you because we okay. we've been mentioning this name all week, and I want your input on it, especially the the piece that Pierre LeBrun wrote about Petrangelo and about the the possibility of what normally does not happen in hockey, which is a sign and trade, yeah. uh, with him getting the eighth year from the. I mean, clearly there is a divide right now with the Blues and Petrangelo on philosophical levels because Doug Armstrong will not sign a player with signing bonus. There's nobody else on the roster other than Ryan O'Reilly, who was acquired from Buffalo, that has signing bonus in his contract, and uh, Newport, who is the agent for 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 uh, for Petrangelo, is demanding heavy signing bonus as like buyout protection. So it doesn't sound like they're gonna they're gonna meet in the middle here. But I don't know whether it's beneficial for the Blues to sort of give Petrangelo an eighth year to trade them. And I don't know if they get enough back to make it worth. Yeah. I, I mean, it really does depend on what they're willing to get back. And, 
you know, I mean, that's in the, uh, Pierangelo's, uh, uh, court because, um, you know, yeah. if he wants to go to a team, uh, bad enough, he can say to them, Hey, look, I want that eighth year. Uh, if you want me, you know, make that deal with them and, right. you know, whatever the blues get, you know, like Russ just made the case, a second round pick is better and certainly good, better than nothing. Well, a third round pick is better than nothing too. Yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah. if, if you make that deal. So I, I, I think that could happen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, one of the things you mentioned that also that I really um, liked in your article, Kevin, was that when you said um, that you're talking about the Buffalo Sabres and you said that they had a rumor to have interest in Frederick Anderson. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, an interesting heard, yeah, yeah. I've heard that around the, the league. Um, I, you know, I, I mean, obviously they know a lot about him. They've, uh, yeah. Know, they've seen him and uh, you know, if they were going to make that uh, deal, you know, that would make some sense, but I don't know. Mike, would Toronto trade a, a guy to Buffalo? <laughs> you know, well, like, the, the question is, would Buffalo trade a guy to Toronto? I mean, I, I don't know whether, you know, they may be completely separate situations, but I've heard that there was interest in Rasmus Ristolainen on the part of the Maple Leafs. Yeah. With, with, with the, I don't think the Sabres would trade Ristolainen to Toronto because their greatest fear is Ristolainen coming back and haunting their life if he's actually if he actually plays well in Toronto. Uh, could I see Anderson being traded to the Sabres? Yeah, for one reason. $1 million salary owed, $5 million cap hit. For the Pagoulas yeah. right now who are – cap strapped or at least on a budget for this year that's a four million dollar savings that they don't have to they don't have to pay it's already the bonus has already been paid for anderson so right. i can see it and if the leafs see a goaltender out there in the market like if they could get holpy at three and a half million on a one-year deal and they can right. save a million and a half by trading anderson they would do it i would think so that that's what I, that's what i think too i i, yeah. I think if they have a, a goalie deal and they need to get rid of anderson yes they'll, they'll trade him to whoever they can yeah um, and you know, I still don't uh, understand. I, I said this last year, and it's still true. Uh, I wouldn't trade Ristolainen. Like you it's, know, so it's so hard. Yeah. When you get defensemen who have that ability, now you know he's he's irritated them because he hasn't played exactly the to the level they want him to. But you know, it's hard to find those guys. And the minute you trade them, now you're trying to fill that spot again. So. Yep. He, yeah, he'd be one of the guys I'd keep. I, you know, I'd be looking at, you know, Eichel and Reinhardt and Ristolainen and yeah, you know, and obviously yeah, and those are the guys I'd be hanging on to, and the rest of them, you know, I, yeah. I, I would, I would think a shutdown pairing. You know, if, the, if if Toronto was able to get Ristolainen and put him on a second pairing with Jake Muzzin, that's the type of defensive pairing that they've been missing for about, well. God, since Borea Salming was their best defenseman. So I, you know, but do I think that the Sabres are going to trade Ristolainen anywhere close to their division? No, I think they'll trade him out west somewhere. Uh, Mike, are the Maple Leafs set on a right uh, versus left? Uh, yes. A defenseman? It has to be a right. It has to be a right. They have so many lefties in there. They have so many lefties that some of the lefties who can play the right side, you know, Dermot, 
Riley can play the right side in a pinch, but he plays much better on the left. Rasmus Sandin, uh, Miko Lettinen, who they got from the KHL. All these guys are lefties who can play right, but they, I, I think if they're going out and spending significant assets in either a free agency or by trade, it's got to be a right-hand shot. So that's why Dumba or Petrangelo or you know the other righties that are out there make sense. A Tory Krug makes absolutely no sense for Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Now I just got a text that Mark, they heard Mark Andre Fleury wanted to play for the Sharks. Now that's something. Now if that's the case, then how would that play? You know, would could you see the Knights moving Fleury to the Sharks? I mean, that's like a big. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can, but they're going to have to eat uh, the salary. And I tell you, Doug yeah. Wilson would love to have them. Uh, they have no faith in Martin Jones. Right. They're going to get a goalie here. Yeah. Um, I, uh, that seems clear from talking to people around the league. I haven't talked to the Sharks, yeah. but um, they're hunting around. And, uh, you know, the issue is, um, like, how much uh, would Vegas eat of the contract uh, if right. they want to go to the Sharks? Uh, you know, the, uh, you know, do they don't want to, the Sharks don't want ten and a half million dollars in goaltending. No, right. Cap, they would, they would, they would buy, they would buy out Jones. So, which is a healthy buyout, also. It's a big buyout. That's a tough it's buyout. A expensive it's buyout a, it's for a, a lot of years. It's a long buyout, but it's but I, I just, I'm looking it up right now. The, the 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 range of the cap hit would be one six to two eight over eight years. And eight more, years, right? Yeah, right. Because he's got four years left. But if you if you get Vegas to retain two million dollars in salary on on Flurry, then basically it pays for it pays for the buyout. It doesn't yeah. pay for the money of it, but it pays for the cap hit of the buyout. Yeah. Although you know, we always toss these uh, buyouts around as if yeah. you know, and they're not always easy to sell to ownership. No. Yeah. You you basically go to him and said, "Yeah, I need uh, you to okay this mistake I made." <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, so, in a world where we're not generating a lot of revenue because there are no fans in the building. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. <laughs> so, and yet, we talked earlier, Kev. There's some like teams that have like ownership groups, and that's even more complicated. Well, yeah. the, the, yeah. the way the way you sell it, the way you sell it, Kevin, uh, is you go to Hugo Platner and you say, "Well, he's owed twenty three million on the last four years of the deal, and if we buy him out, we save six and a half million of that twenty five million, but then you have to pay for a new starting goalie, so that right. it's mitigated by that." So yeah, it's uh, you know it's hard, but you know what, uh, you know, Eck just said too, or maybe it was Jan, someone of you two just said that. Uh, you know, we're, we're doing this at a time when everybody knows the revenue is going to be, you know, significantly down. Now, you know, obviously there are teams that will do that. I mean, you know, the Maple Leafs don't worry about buying out people. The New York Rangers don't worry about buying out people. Um, there are a lot of teams that don't. And maybe San Jose, you know, that wouldn't be an issue. Uh, I don't know. But uh, well, they say they're going to play extend to the cap, right? The Sharks are going to go yeah. all the way up to the cap. So yeah. they must be okay money-wise out there. Um, and right yeah. now, going without without any buyouts, right now they have fourteen million dollars in cap space, so they have room to to maneuver, even with like three of the highest paid defensemen in the NHL on the roster. Let's go to let's go to the Stanley Cup final before we get out of here, guys, um, because obviously we want to get uh, Kevin's opinions on what's going on there, um, and and the and the whole Stamkos thing, which uh, he's he's been he's not playing tonight. He's unable to play tonight. That's big. Well, let me just lay this out to Kevin just so he can beat me over the head with it. Because, Kevin, I said on, on the show after game three that it was a big mistake for the Lightning to put Stamkos in the lineup. That, it, you know, if, if he was like one, if he was one bullet in the chamber, 
that you wait until a, later in the series when it could make more of a difference instead of wait instead of putting him in at one one in the series and now you know now he's injured and more than likely I mean I'm guessing here but more than likely he isn't going to play in the rest of the series I thought it was I thought it was stupid for them to put him in there now in game three even though he scored a great goal and he's and he was a, a uh, an inspiration to them I think it was much too early in the series. Go ahead, beat me up. Well, I'm not going to beat you up because I understand <laughs> the logic of that. I mean, I, I will beat you up for other things, but not for that. <laughs> um, the, uh, the the thing about it is, is that, you know, it turns out like, you know, that may be the pivotal win of this series. Yeah. Um, you know, established yeah. now, saying that, I was on another podcast yesterday and the host said to me, okay, Kevin, give us your game four is always the most important speech because I do always give that speech. Right. Because it's always the difference between two, two, and three, one. Right. Not always, but in most cases it is. Or elimination. That's the only yeah. only directions you're Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It can't be that. So, but it's always the most important game. And you yeah. know, like it feels to me like this series now, because of the Stamco's goal, which you know could put him down in uh, Stanley Cup lore as the guy that came in, scored a big goal, got his team turned around, didn't play again, and then will carry the Stanley Cup. If it works right. out that way, yeah. um, well, it feels like the kind of game that you win and then you just go on from there and you win. Um, but if Dallas comes, plays the kind of perfect game that they showed against Vegas, uh, where they just play their game and don't worry about what the other team is doing and, uh, you know, keep the chances down and win this game, we got a brand new series. Like, you know, this could go. And I'll tell you, you know, this has been a great playoff, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Right now, like I've almost lost interest in the final. Now the Tampa has the won. Final is, yeah, the final is, is not. Yeah. And I don't know why. But so I, I felt like I watched that game and said, oh, all right, well, it's it, it's over now. But, but there is, there is some this game. Suddenly I'm re-engaged. Yeah, right. That's exactly yeah. it. So Tampa, yeah. has, Tampa has this ability to look like, to make every other team look like an AHL team at times. Like, that uh, yeah. you know, you know what yeah, I mean. Like Tampa will play a game, and you're just like, I remember watching. I never forget watching with Russ one time in the in the Flyers press box. They were playing the Flyers, and we talked about this before. But and I said, they play in the NHL, right? Like we're watching Tampa just take over the Flyers. Like it's not even <laughs> like yeah. the same league we play in, right? They're not like in a league above us that we were not, we didn't know about. Like they can do that, and when they do that, it's almost not fun to watch them unless you're a fan of theirs because they really just systematically make you look terrible. And that's kind of what they did, right? Fact, so. There is breaking news. So Faxa won't be in tonight, but they could get Blake Como back. And that could be a, a nice addition. That's a game time decision. That could be a nice addition to getting back to playing hard for checking and not taking stupid penalties. I felt like Alexiak went two, two over the, over the edge in that game. He needs to reel it back too. Well, Russ, there was also some thought because, because Ben Bishop skate played in, in an optional practice, you know, since there's back-to-back -back games tonight and tomorrow night that Bishop would come in for one of those two games. I don't, I don't know. I mean, game four and five of the Stanley cup final, you would think that both teams would play the guys that gone. I don't think he would come in for tonight. I think if they lose tonight, he could come in for the other game. I do think there's a chance of that, but I don't think he could, I don't think he'll be in tonight, but I think if they don't love what they see in Kudobin tonight, it could happen. Because they're not going to use Ottinger, we know that. Yeah, they said he's unfit to play, so he's not playing tonight. It's going to be Kadobin. But but okay. you yeah. think that they're? I mean, we know that Tampa's not going to go with Curtis McElhaney in either game. So, right, but, and they're not going to Ottinger. They're not. Even though no. I like Ottinger, they won't do it to him. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, I just said, no, Cap, you finished. Well, I was just going to say, Russ, what did you want to bring up about the PHWA? No, no, off the off the air, Cap. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. The, the, um, so I'll leave you this. Like, so there's a rumor out that, you know, Messi, Messi is like one of the best soccer players in the world, it, often considered the best soccer player in the world, um, is uh, I, I was reading, it was just, I was reading on the internet that, you know, he's in a contract and wants to maybe leave the team he's on. And he has the ability to pay something to get out of his contract. I thought that was fascinating. Like, I didn't realize that this is how it worked in the soccer world. They could actually like, he can buy his way out. Yeah, yeah the, the payout, payout his release clause is what they call it. Okay, um, which is interesting. You know, like imagine that that existed in the NHL. Like I don't. It works in the KHL, doesn't it? Under the yeah. table. Huh. Uh, Soccer is like the perfect. I think you just disappear you that way because in soccer you can go and like play in so many different leagues. I guess you know, but it's it's it, it pay out his release clause. Interesting. Anyway, I got to do one more fun thing for Kevin. So Kevin, twenty eight years ago today, Maynon Rayon played in an exhibition game. Did you cover it or write about it? I was I covered it. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, you did. Sure. So tell yeah. us about it. Well, I mean, it was it was exciting. It was fun. You know, it was uh, you know she looked uh, credible in the net, uh, and uh, you know they at at first it seemed like a novelty, and then all of a sudden the guys just kind of sort of forgot and uh, um, you know started to play that. But you know it was it it was really interesting, and and you know what I really remember about it, and you'll appreciate this as the trading card guy. Well, she became an instant uh, oh, yeah. a trading card sensation, and uh, absolutely, uh, Classic put out a set. Yeah, Classic had the four the four card, and yeah, yeah, four and, and, yeah. had all those autographs, and she was oh, the yeah. thing. And you know the, uh, you know back then they were printing a lot more hockey cards than they are today. So, yeah. um, and like she was like the hottest thing going in a on a pretty big market. Today. Oh, yeah. Hockey card market is pretty small, so yeah. And a, and a fast forward twenty some odd years, Dylan Saint Cyr, who is her son, is yeah. a goalie at Notre Dame. I think he was a draft pick last year, right, Russ? I don't know if he got drafted, but he he's a goalie that's gonna. I'm not sure if he'll make it. He he is very short. He's good. He's he's got good reflexes. He played for Team Canada a bit, but I don't know. Yeah, he's in he's in his junior year at Notre Dame. She was actually the perfect person to do that too, because yeah. of her personality. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, she was a good interview. Um, right. You know, uh, you know, she she could uh, sort of represent women's hockey very very well. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it was just all circumstances that kind of brought it all together. Um, yeah, it's still an amazing thing that happened. Yeah. Oh yeah, it it was for sure, and you yeah. know. You had to be the first because, uh, I mean, obviously no one else played NHL, but there were other played in pro hockey. You know, I remember Aaron Witten came along and played in Mm -hmm. pro hockey, and there were a few others and everything, but we don't even remember those. Right. That's true. Romano, the first. And and one quick note, uh, the the Leafs have uh, hired former, uh, I think it was a Jack Adams Award winner, Paul McClain. I think he Uh, might have been. Yeah, in Ottawa he was. Uh, he was a former assistant for Matt Mike Babcock, which is strange in Detroit, I believe. Uh, but he, uh, they hired him as an assistant coach to to uh, add to uh, uh, Sheldon Keefe's staff. So Dave Haxtall and Paul McLean, two ex head coaches on the staff. Yeah, good. And you know the other the other female that I think that could have made that could have done so recently. You know, a lot of people were talking about you know Shannon mm-hmm. Spadas. You know who. Um, yeah, yeah. She, she played in the ECHL. She played in the ECHL. She got pretty far with that, um, and she played yeah. in a lot of men's leagues and was very successful for sure. So, yeah, I think Ke- Kelly Dyer. That name rings a bell. I think yeah, Kelly Dyer does ring a bell. Yeah, she played in uh, 
I think in the, you know, down with the, the, the teams that were in Florida, uh, I can't remember where, I think she played down there too. There, there, there have been like a handful and Rogerio actually yeah. played uh, a game on the defense in, uh, in Texas in the minor leagues as well. I'd like to see it sometime. Um, so the uh, uh, last bit of real David Jones has asked this in the chat room for about, I don't think there's anything to this, but um, they wanted to know what your thoughts on Montreal possibly offer sheeting Pierre-Luc Dubois. Um, It'll get matched in three seconds. Yeah, they're not gonna yeah. I, I don't even think they'll wait that long. Yeah, I think that that's <laughs> it. I think, yeah, they definitely have enough there. For sure. I've always been understated, Kev. Yeah, <laughs> but thanks for thanks so much for the questions. Thanks so much for watching. Have a great weekend. By the time we see you next, man, we could have a Stanley Cup already being crowned. Um, we'll see what happens with that. I don't think a we virtual will. parade being planned. A virtual parade being planned. <laughs> yes. Get out your VR headset. Hey, the Devils had one back in the day. So. Oh. Remember when? Uh, that hey, don't make fun of New Jersey Turnpike, baby. Uh, remember well, that it wasn't that wasn't that parade like just in the parking lot? It was. It was, it was in the parking lot. lot. We can, we can the line, line the street with video, video, you know, TVs, and then yeah. just have fans virtual on Zoom. I love that. I, you know, I gotta say though, I loved that arena. I, I really did. Brendan Byrne yeah. Arena. I was I in it for concerts, for games. I've been there a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it had charm. It did. Really, oh, it was I, a lot like Joe Lewis, right? I mean, it actually. Yeah, I mean, it was just an old arena, yeah. but you know, from the reporting standpoint, the yeah, you know, the, the elevator was terrible though, Kevin, especially oh, in the yeah, was, but the press box was at center ice in the lower level. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It was ridiculous how good it was. So, that was <laughs> terrific. All right, guys, remember that the buzz is just hockey. Enjoy the weekend. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.